the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's about recovery and restoration. Although the Bible teaches that that God is a God of recovery and restoration, many saints don't know it. It's important for us to know who our God is, who's promising to bring recovery and restoration to His. One of His Old Testament names is Jehovah Gamola, the God who recompenses. Recompenses means pays or gives compensation for makes restitution for damages, injury, or the like. Now that's something that all of us saints should like. We have a God who recompenses, that is, repays in full for the damages that are done to me and you. He's a God who gives compensation for and makes restitution for the damages that we, his children, have experienced in our life. What a privilege that he's doing that for me and you. He's a God who will get back and pay back what Satan has stolen and is holding back in our lives. That includes anything and everything that allows us to live the life that God desires us to live. It's good to have Jehovah Gamola as the God who's in our lives, the God who recompenses, that is, recovering and restores the things that were lost and are stolen in our lives. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. If you got a Bible which I invite you to turn to Joel chapter 2 and come on, get ready for this stuff I'm about to drop on you so that you can have the faith necessary to receive what God's about to drop on you and bring to you too. Roll it in, maybe even in dump trucks. Praise God and dump it in your life too. Praise God. So if my, my hope is that you hear what the Lord's got to say today. Praise God. Don't hear me. Hear what he's going to say. Because I'm telling you, he's going to be talking to you so that he can be able to do some more things for you later on from today. So I have an idea what the Lord's going to say to you today. And I'm telling you, y'all going to get blessed up in here in Jesus' name. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Recovery and Restoration. Where God has promised us that he's going to restore to us everything that the devil has stolen. What a promise. What a promise. God has promised us he's going to restore to us everything that the devil has stolen. If somebody else had promised that, then I'll kind of play it off just like you're looking at me now. But when God himself promised something like that, I can't play it off because I know it's going to happen starting right now. Because God does not lie. He is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If it were not so, he'd have told us. But when he told us, then we're supposed to have faith in it so that he can be able to do in our lives what he wants to do. Because the only thing that's stopping it from happening for me and you is the faith that is exercised by me and you. Once we receive a word from God, we're supposed to add faith to that word. We're supposed to gain faith from it and add faith to it. And then God will be able to be straight to it to do what it is he said he would do. So I haven't even heard what the Lord's going to say to you today because I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed. 
Joel chapter 2. This is the foundational text. We're going to read that, do a brief review, move forward into today's stuff, which is going to show enough, show enough, bless me and as well as you. Joel chapter 2, we'll begin reading in verse 21. The word of the Lord said, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pasture of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit. And the fig tree and the vine do ear their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain, moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore unto you the years the years, the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. That's the word of the Lord to me and you. He says that we're going to be a people who are never ashamed. Why? Because of the fact that he's going to do in our lives what he said he's going to do. Every single bit of it is going to come true. He said he's going to restore to us the years that the canker worm has stolen, eaten, canker worm, the palmer worm. That great army that came amongst us, that took the stuff from us that was supposed to be ours. He said he's going to restore to us everything that was once ours. He's going to restore to us everything that was supposed to be ours. Everything that he had planned for me and you that was supposed to be a part of the life lived out by me and you. That has never been lived out or was once lived out but we lost the opportunity to live it out because it's no longer with me and you. God said I'm going to restore every bit of it in Jesus name. He's going to cause recovery and restoration to be able to happen to me and you. What a great idea. What a great principle. And even better, what a great thing to live out once God start doing this thing with me and you. Where he said, you're going to know that I'm in the midst of you. Why is that? Because the things that he's going to do can only be done by him. Can't be done by me and you. It can only be done by him. It ain't going to be done by me and you. That's why I don't think that you're going to have to struggle and strain to be able to cause this to happen. No, no. All you got to do is just do what God tells you to do. Remain in faith and watch what he do for you. And he's going to cause this thing to be able to happen for you. That is the recovery and restoration of all that it is that you stole. Now, when you start experiencing recovery and restoration of all that was stolen from you, then that means that you're going to have your vats overflowing. That means that your, your floors are going to be full. Your floors, your cabinets, your closets, your... Your, 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 your driveways, your, 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 your what, what, what old folks say, garages, praise God, your garages, praise God, hallelujah, that thing going to be full. What stuff did you want it to be filled up with too? Where's your stuff going to be on overflow? Where you're going to be giving away so much stuff, it's going to be ridiculous because God is blessing you like he do. Get ready to live a life that is beyond what you ever lived. Get ready to live a life that you thought would never be received by you, but God said, I'm going to give. And that's a life of overflow. Whereas you're going to have too much of everything. Good. We've been working, starting with last time we got together, we started working on the recovery and the restoration of substance. 
the recovery of restoration of substance. Now we got you healthy. Now it's time to bring some stuff your way. God wants you to have the stuff and stuff, substance that was supposed to come your way. Because God desires to cause recovery and restoration to come to his people. He wants to give back or return that which was supposed to be for me and you. He wants to put or bring back into existence or use the things that was always supposed to be with me and you. He wants to bring back to or put back into a former original state. Going back to Eden so we can live on top of the world. He wants to renew the life of me and you and cause it to be like it was brand new. And he wants to put again in possession, put us again in possession of some things. He wants to put us again in possession of some things. What? The things that was used to be with me and you or the things that were always supposed to be with me and you. It's called substance. Properly, it's talking about, it's talking about substance, which is property as gathered. Where stuff that we have accumulated, things that are ours, whereas we possess them. We are in possession of it ourselves. Praise God. It also translates goods and riches. And both of those are goods, goods and riches. Praise God. Goods is the stuff and riches is to buy the stuff. Praise God. And keep maintaining the stuff after you get the stuff. That's what God said he'll have in store for you. And we already learned in Third John, and he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as our soul prosper. Which means this is the number one thing on his mind. God said, kind of like raise it up to another level in your mind so that he can then begin to start doing for you what he wants to do. Because Jesus said, my purpose is to come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's his purpose is to give life in all its fullness, according to the living Bible. Life in all its fullness. That means everything that you're supposed to have in life, God wants you to have in life. Everything that's coming to you in life, God wants you to have in life. God don't want you to miss a drip drop. He's going to cause it to come and it's not going to stop. So it could be in the fullness, which is filled to the brim, to the, to the can't fit nothing, fit nothing in. But remember, Jesus said, I came that you might have life, which means this is an opportunity to you. Opportunities can be accepted or rejected. Opportunities can either be realized or rejected. It's up to you. Now, I'm choosing to be able to have a life. What about you? I'm choosing to be able to do so. How about you? The choice is yours. It's like whatever you do. You could either say, well, pastor's preaching a good word, or you could say, pastor's just up there, you know, just rhyming at this time, but he ain't really saying nothing. That's on you. But me, I'm, as for me and mine, we're going to get what God has in store for us. Praise God. Because God established that the thief, when found, should restore that which was stolen. That's what he established in his word. I didn't ask him. He set that up. Praise God. He said the thief will restore the substance to the people from whom he's stolen it, even if it's restored from his own house. Which means even if it comes from their own house, it's going to be able to come back to me and you. Don't feel bad for him because it wasn't supposed to be theirs all the time. It was supposed to be belonging to me and you. We found out abundance will be as a result of this recovery and restoration that God will cause in the midst of our life. Whereas our, 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 there's going to be an initial and natural result of the recovery and restoration that's going to be full of wheat and full of, full of wine. Prayer, that's going to be overflowing with wine and oil. That there's going to be emotional and mental result of the recovery. And that's going to be where we're going to be satisfied and never ashamed. And we found out there's going to be an ultimate and spiritual result of the recovery and restoration. And that is we're going to know that God is in the midst of us. We're going to know it. You say, I already know it. We're going to know it better than you ever knew it before. Whereas you're going to know it experientially because you'll see what he do when he bring it through your door. Now, God is not new at this recovery and restoration type of thing that he does in people's lives. Talking about the recovering of restoration of substance in the people's life. God ain't new at this. This ain't his first rodeo. In fact, God's good at the recovery and restoration of his people's substance. He's real good at it. 
God stated in the book of Job how the enemy had, was going to be given back what it is he stole. He told Job about that. Because remember, Job had got jacked by the thief. But he let him know, don't worry about nothing. I got you. Turn over to Job chapter 20, please. I love the Lord. Anybody in here love the Lord? Mm-hmm. Job had got ripped off, but he told him, that's all right. You're going to end up well off. Just relax. I got you. Look at your neighbor and say, God got you. Mm-hmm. Job chapter 20. That might be the way it, it, it occurred at one point in time, but it ain't going to stay that way. Not all the time. God's going to cause restoration and recovery to occur. Job chapter 20. Look at verse 15. It says, he that swalloweth down riches, and he, he that swalloweth down riches, and he shall vomit them up again. Remember, we already learned in Joel how the, the caterpillar and the canker worm and all this, his great army ate up all our stuff and, and ate up all our stuff. Well, the Lord stole. He that swalloweth down riches, and he shall vomit them up again. God shall cast them out of his belly. Now, when he swallowed them down, that phrase swallowed down means to make away with, to make away with. The devil made away with some of our stuff. Yes, he did. He got away with it. It seemed like he got away with it. No, he didn't get away with it. He just made away with it, which means he took it away. But the made away is different than get away. He didn't get away because if he got away with it, that means that it can never be reversed. But he didn't get away with it. He just he just made away with it, which means he struck with it. But that's all right. He going to bring it back. In fact, according to the scriptures, he's going to cough it up. Praise God. In fact, he used the word vomit. God used the word vomit. He shall vomit them up again. That word vomit means spew out. It means to spew out. Don't mean to be gross. Anybody here ever vomited? Praise God. Anybody ever vomited? Praise God. So as you knew it was coming, what'd you do? You made a beeline to the toilet. Praise God. Or to a bucket or something. Stick your head out a window if you was driving. Pull over. Pull over. Praise God. Some of us go back that far. Praise God. Might. Might be going, coming back from someplace we wasn't supposed to be in the first place. Praise God. Pull over, pull over. And then we, just enough time for them to stop. And then we got fall out and like, and it, and it just spews out. It just, it's, it doesn't come back, it doesn't come out a little bit. It ain't no little drip drop. It's just shooting all over the place. Ain't no telling, you can't even aim it right. It's just, it's just all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. Well, that's what's going to happen when this stuff starts coming back. It's going to be coming back with that type of force. It's going to be coming back that kind of, with that kind of speed. It's just going to spew out. The inference is that whoever has swallowed down and kept our stuff will be forced to restore it to us. Whoever, whoever swallowed down and kept our stuff will be forced to restore our stuff. They're going to have to cough it up. Somebody say cough it up. They're going to have to cough up everything that it is that was taken from me and you. The enemy is going to have to cough up the stuff that was stolen from me and you. Verse 16 says, he shall suck the poisons of asp, and the viper's tongue shall slay him. He shall not see the rivers, the floods, the brooks of honey and butter. Talking about be able to enjoy the place that he thought was going to be his when he took the stuff that was his. That which he labored for shall he restore. And shall not swallow it down. According to his substance shall the restitution be. Which means he took your stuff, but it's not only is he going to have to give your stuff back, but he's going to come from his stuff, the restitution that's going to come to me and you. And he shall not rejoice therein. 
which means he ain't, might not be glad about this. He ain't going to be shouting about this, but that's all right. He don't need to shout about it because the dance is going to be ours. We're going to shout about it. We're going to dance about it. Praise God. Amen. Somebody say cough it up. Now, once again, God ain't new at this. He's been doing this over time. That's one of the things I love about the word of God. Any, one of the ways you can tell whether or not a, a doctrine or a revelation is true is to look back and see whether it happened multiple times in Scripture, too. Because if it happened multiple times in Scripture, then they, you got something there. You're legit on something there. So we can look back and see, and I'm going to show you over the next few weeks. I'm going to walk back and show you different places in Scripture where God restored people's stuff. They had to cough it up. They had to give up the stuff that wasn't theirs and be able to give it to the person that was rightfully theirs. Let's start here. Turn over to Genesis chapter 15, please. I love the Lord. Anybody love the Lord? We got something in common. Praise God. Somebody say, cough it up. Mm, Give me my stuff back. Say that. Mm, Cough it up. Cough it up. Genesis chapter 15. We see here where God prophesied to Abram of the people of God spoiling the Egyptians. He prophesied to him about how the people of God was going to spoil the Egyptians. Because remember, nothing's new with God. God knows the end from the beginning. So before a thing even begins, he's going to already tell you how it ends. The people wasn't even born, born, they wasn't even born yet. And he was telling them who they were going to be, what they was going to do. He told them about something that was going to happen to them and how he was going to come through. And, how, and what they was going to do even when he come through. He said it to them, all, to, to, to Abram. Let's read about it. Genesis chapter 15, verse 13. It reads like this. And he said unto Abram, know of a surety, which means I ain't playing about this. I'm for real on this one. Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. How they going to come out? With great substance. So now, now, now before Abram even had his first child, God told him about what was going to happen to the people, the children of his children of his children, and what was going to happen to them down the line. He told him what was going to happen to them, to his seed, even before it even manifested. And included in what God told them about what was going to happen to his seed, despite being afflicted in a land that wasn't theirs would be that they would, they would come out as a people of great substance. See, that's God's end for you. God always wants you to end up as a people of great substance. God always wants you to end up as a people of great substance. I know there's people that have a problem with that teaching. I, don't, I tell them, don't have a problem with it. Just stay broke. Praise God. Because God wants you to be a person of great substance. That's, that, that shouldn't be difficult. I got any parents in the house say, hey, hey. how many of y'all looking forward to your kids being broke? Hands, please, if you want your kids to be broke. How many, how many of y'all are looking forward to them to be destitute in slavery, have to work till they're 75 before they can get on Medicaid and, 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 and Medicare and, and they don't take good care of them? Praise God like they ought to because then they're going to have to add AARP and, and GBO key and, and all this kind of stuff. Add this all to it just to be able to pay for stuff. I know you can't wait for your kids to be like that, right? I know you want your kids to have to borrow from everybody else and, and get from everybody else and live from paycheck to paycheck. That's if they get a paycheck. I know you're looking forward to that. Isn't that something? So what makes you think you're a better parent than God himself? 
If you wouldn't want nothing like that to happen to your kids, how much more so would God not want that to happen to his kids? You are his children. You are his seed. And God wants you to end with great substance. God wants you to have stu- accumulated stuff in your life. He wants you to have things. It's a, that, there's nothing wrong with you having things. The, thing, the problem is when they have you. It's not a problem with you having them. The problem is when they have you. God prophesied to Abram of the people of God spoiling the Egyptians. He told them what was going to happen ahead of time. Turn to Exodus chapter 3, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. God told Moses what was going to happen to. He told Moses what he was going to do when he delivered the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. When he, came in, when he first came and talked to him, he told him exactly how this thing was going to go down. That's even before he made it to Egypt's town to be able to tell Pharaoh what to do. He hadn't even talked to Pharaoh yet, but he was already told him how things was going to turn out and how things was going to do. He says, starting with verse 21, he said, and I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians and it shall come to pass that when you go, see, he hadn't even went, when you go, ye shall not go empty. Come on, when, they, when y'all get up out of there, you ain't going out empty. Pockets ain't going to be empty when you step up out of there. Can I, touch, can I put a pause right here? Same thing with you. Before you leave out to get ready when God parts the sky to come get you and I, you ain't going out empty. Not that you need it up there, but I'm telling you what's going to manifest before you get ready to go up there. Pause but no. He says, and I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when ye go, ye shall not go out empty. But every man shall borrow of his neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house. And he told him what he was going to borrow. Jews of silver, Jews of gold, and raiment. And ye shall put them upon your sons and your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. He said, not only am I going to bless you, but I'm going to bless you enough so that you can be able to bless the next generation to come after you. And if we do right by it, we'll be able to bless our children's children later on down the line too. See, God told Moses how the people of God would spoil the Egyptians. Now remember, the, the, the children of, of God at that time, the children of Israel, were still in Egyptian bondage when Moses is coming to tell them that. Remember, Moses is, is the one that he's going to send back into the place that he ran away from because he feared his life while he was there. And he ran away from there because he knew the power of the people there. So he tried to get as far away from there as possible. That's why he went over on the backside of the mountain, mountain, was raising up sheep and stuff like that, praise God. Because he like, I'm just going to stay out here back here. I'm going to stay over here by myself. I'm just, just, just cool right here. I'm good to go. But God said, no, I'm going to take you and I'm going to send you back in. And I'm going to tell you to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And he going to let them go too. Because I'm going to raise up a mighty hand against him. And when they go out, and when y'all go out, you ain't going out empty. You're going to go out with some substance. Because they're going to spoil the Egyptians. And when they spoil the Egyptians, they're going to give them silver. They're going to give them gold. They're going to give them raiment. Somebody say the hookup. They're going to give them the hookup. They're going to be like dressed to the nine at that time when they're walking out with a dollar and a dime. They're going to be just fine. Is anybody hearing me up in here? God told Moses how the people was going to come out. I love God. He telegraphs his punches. 
Muhammad Ali, praise God, he died recently. I hope he was saved. He used to telegraph his punches. He used to telegraph what round he would knock people down in. And people loved that. They could, they, and I remember those days. I used to love that, praise God. He'd tell people what round he was going to knock them down. He'd tell them what, 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 in round eight, you know, I'm going you know, knock to you, knock, knock you through the gate and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and he'd do it, too. He'd come back and do exactly what he said. Oh, we loved it. We'd be screaming and hollering over the hood. We'd be screaming and hollering. We'd be shouting about it, praise God, going outside and get drunk later. Praise God. Get excited. I wasn't saved. Praise God. We'd get outside, drink something later. Hallelujah. Get excited about it. God telegraphs his punches. He tells you exactly what's going to happen. Now, the question is, is are you going to believe what he said? Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I don't know about you, but this message is firing me up. I hope it is doing the same thing for you too. I hope you're finding out a little more about how blessed it is to be a child of God by finding out that our God wants to bring recovery and restoration in our lives now that we have Him in our lives. I hope even more that you're learning to let God be a God of recovery and restoration in your life. He wants to do it. Let's let Him do it. If you want to hear the message, it's in the if you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in San Antonio or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, Come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just contact the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be more than glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee it. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow with more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.